Hello from beautiful yet chilly Smithville, Ohio. My name is Todd Martin, and I'm the pastor at Smithville Mennonite Church. And I am so glad we can spend some time together in God's Word right now. So let me pray with you before we begin. Oh Lord, thank you that we can hear from you and you want to talk to us. Now help us to listen well. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, the title of today's sermon is Help is on the Way. And it's uh, from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 38, is where we're going to be going in your Bible today. Now, one of the saddest things about mental illness is the sense of isolation it instills in a person. Mental illness locks a person in the prison of their mind and seemingly throws away the key. Isolation is the end result. We feel that no one cares and because no one seems to care, no help is coming for us. Now again, your sermon title is the same as one of my favorite songs by an artist named Toby Mack called Help is on the way. I love this picture of God, that he is at the ready, coming to help us in our time of need. But how exactly does that play out? What does the help look like? Now, I personally have found this to be one of the most comforting promises of my life. And if you remember, we are in a series on mental health and we're focusing on the promises God gives us, specifically from the book of Jeremiah. This is why I believe today's promise is so vitally true, because today's promise is one that I've seen in my life have such an impact. This is today's promise. Just like Jeremiah God will send you the help you need. Again, if you want to jot down that promise, it's a good one. Just like Jeremiah, God will send you the help you need. Maybe today you feel alone, or even worse, you feel abandoned. Jeremiah, the prophet, the author of the book of scripture that we're going to read from today, understands. In our text today, we will see him literally thrown into a muddy pit to sink in and die. He had told the truth and was dumped into the mud by cruel people who wanted him dead. Let's listen to this story unfold. Again, I would invite you to open your Bibles to Jeremiah chapter 38. Now, if you don't have a Bible, uh, I will be reading the entire text, so you can just focus on listening. But if you don't have a Bible, please stick around till the end of the broadcast, and I'll tell you how you can get one. So I'm in Jeremiah chapter 38, verse 1. Shephanathia, son of Matan, Gedila, son of Pashur, Jehuchal, son of Shemaniah, and Pashur, son of Malchijah, heard what Jeremiah was telling all the people when he said, 
This is what the Lord says. Whoever stays in the city will die by the sword, famine or plague. But whoever goes over to the Babylonians will live. He will escape with his life. He will live. Verse 3. And this is what the Lord says. This city will certainly be handed over to the army of the king of Babylon, who will capture it. Then the officials said to the king, This man should be put to death. He is discouraging the soldiers who are left in the city, as well as all the people, by the things he is saying to them. This man is not seeking the good of these people, but their ruin. He is in your hands, King Zedekiah answered. The king can do nothing to oppose you. Verse 6. So they took Jeremiah, put him into the cistern of Malchijah, the king's son, which was in the courtyard of the guard. They lowered Jeremiah by ropes into the cistern. It had no water in it, only mud. And Jeremiah sank down into the mud. Oh, friends, what I believe we can glean from verses 1 through 6 is something I really hate to tell you. And that is this. Bad guys will abound. If you're writing down the subpoints, there it is. Bad guys will abound. Then I ask you, how have you experienced that, that bad guys will abound? First, uh, if not for most of this book, I should say, if not all of this book, Jeremiah's mental illness was depression. And most, if not all of his depression was triggered by people who refused to listen to him and ultimately God. This is bad. But then, what was worse was that the truth Jeremiah shared made these people do bad things. And we see it happen right here. They went to manipulate the king so they could harm Jeremiah. You see, these men who were named were most likely princes in the royal court. True patriots of the country that had the most to lose in this war with Babylon. They were sick and tired of hearing Jeremiah's treasonous talk about surrender to God and the enemy. That made no sense to them. Even more so, it made them very angry. We too have an enemy. And the more you live and speak for God, the more our enemy will conspire against us. But just like Jeremiah... God will send the help you need. You see, they didn't want to hear the truth, that is, Jeremiah's enemies, so they thought they would just eliminate the truth teller. But they needed approval. They wanted to make sure they could get a dirty job done and come out clean. So they went to the king. Now, if you recall, this king, Zedekiah, was also sick and tired of Jeremiah. But he knew, as the king of God's people, prophets would always be around. Zedekiah is stuck. He knows he should take out Jeremiah, but he doesn't have the guts to do it himself. So we have the perfect storm occur. Bad guys without authority to do the bad they want to do. And a weak king who 
wants to be just done with Jeremiah. So the appeal is made. And in verse 5, we see the kingly cop-out. Take a look at that. The king can do nothing to oppose you. What a line. The king could have done anything, but he chose to do nothing. Here's the sad scenario. Guys who want to do bad and a guy who won't stop them. This, friends, is how bad guys abound in our world. Let me just ask, in case there's any uh, folks who are thinking about doing bad stuff, is there bad stuff that you want to do, but you know you shouldn't? Can I just tell you, don't do it. Are you a person who could stop bad things from happening? You should try to stop them. Things get bad when people who know better forget that God's help is on the way. Now, maybe you feel like Jeremiah. You feel like bad guys are all around conspiring against you. Perhaps people who should be defending and protecting you just aren't doing it. It's easy to think the bad is stronger than the good, but don't believe it. Because just like Jeremiah, God will send you the help you need. And so we see God's man sunk down in the mud left to die for telling the truth. Jeremiah was in a bad place. I have no doubt he prayed and was rapidly sinking into depression, as well as the mud. This is what happens when we are isolated. But this doesn't need to be the end, because someone is watching and ready to respond. Remember, help is on the way. Look at verse 7 in Jeremiah chapter 38. But Ebed-Melech, a Cushite, an official in the royal palace, heard that they had put Jeremiah into the cistern while the king was sitting at the Benjamin gate. Ebed-Melech went out of the palace and said to him, verse 9, My lord the king, these men have acted wickedly in all they have done to Jeremiah the prophet. They have thrown him into a cistern where he will starve to death when there is no longer any bread in the city. Then the king commanded Ebed-Melech the Cushite, Take thirty men from here with you and lift Jeremiah the prophet out of the cistern before he dies. Now, what I hope you catch from verses 6 through 10 is simply this. God will send a good guy. God will send a good guy. Now, I just need to put this little disclaimer on it. God will send a good guy, but we don't exactly know when. We know it'll be on time, but oftentimes our time is different than God's time. We like to think that Ebed-Melech came right away to get Jeremiah out, but we don't know that. It might have taken hours, maybe even days, until he got him out. What we do know is that help is on the way. That God will send a good guy. Friend, if you feel stuck in the mud, keep praying, stay faithful, and know that help is on the way. I want to know, though, maybe you have been pulled out of the mud. Maybe God has sent a good guy. 
who was yours? Jeremiah's was Ebed-Melech. But who was yours? That's my application question. Who was the good guy God sent? Now, I have personally experienced this on so many occasions. Times that I've felt all alone or indeed am all alone. And I can't see any hope as I'm stuck where I am. So I pray, Lord, don't leave me to sink alone. Now, often and quite suddenly, someone shows up. Someone God sends to help and encourage and lift me up. I remember going to Camp Luz as a kid, like in fifth grade. I had no friends to go with me one year, but Phil the counselor was there for me. He helped me out of the mud of loneliness. I remember in junior high being on the track team, knowing no one, but then Tyler, a friend, came and helped me out of the mud of loneliness as well. I remember in high school feeling lost and alone, even having suicidal thoughts. And God sent Mrs. Blosser, our school guidance counselor, to help me out of the mud of depression. In my early 20s, I lived in Europe. And I was falling into many muddy pits. And God sent a guy named Klaus to pull me out. I'll tell you, even last Tuesday... I rode 101 miles with my son on my bicycle. And around mile 60, we faced a one-mile climb up a hill. Now, we were both dreading this, and God sent a young woman on a fluorescent green bike. We'll call her Shaniqua, who rode up that hill before. And she encouraged us and said, You know, that hill ain't so bad. Well, we parted ways and began our climb. And guess what our battle cry was? This hill, it ain't so bad. In fact, those words of encouragement help us make the whole 101 miles in a day. I've been witness to God sending people to pull me out of the mud through many seasons of life. What about you? Has God sent people to rescue you? Who were they? What were you sinking in? Was it loneliness, depression, maybe fear? Can you see God's hand in them seeing you and being with you? Let's see how it plays out for our man, Jeremiah. Again, I'm in Jeremiah 38, chapter, uh, I'm sorry, chapter 38, verse 11. So Ebed-Melech took the men with him and went to a room under the treasury in the palace he took some old rags and worn out clothes from there and let them down with ropes to Jeremiah in the cistern. Ebed-Melech the Cushite said to Jeremiah, Put these old rags and worn out clothes under your arms to pad the ropes. Jeremiah did so. And they pulled him up with the ropes and lifted him out of the cistern. And Jeremiah remained in the courtyard of the guard. Verses 11 through 13, what I hope you catch is more than enough help will come. More than enough help will come. And then the, the application question is a bit of a twist. Because I'm going to ask you, who do you need to pull out of the mud? Who do you need to pull out of the mud? If you notice from the text, 
four guys put Jeremiah in the mud. 30 guys came to pull him out. This is often how God works. When God sends help, there is usually a point person, that is someone who sees the need and feels compelled to do something. Friend, can I just ask, is that you? Do you see a need, an injustice, a problem you can do something about? Is God telling you, hey, that person needs pulled out of the mud? You need to do something about it. Oh, friend, you need to know our world today needs Ebed Melech's even more. And that's for sure. But maybe you aren't the point person. But maybe a point person is asking you for help. Maybe you're one of the 30 guys who will go and get the rags or the rope or make sure the other four bad guys don't mess up the rescue. Is there someone who is calling you to a task that you can help with? I hope you'll do it. Now, one of the main things that help us overcome mental struggles is when we see that we are not the only ones who have been stuck in the mud of mental pain. Others are stuck too. I believe one of our primary purposes in life is to help people who have the same struggles we had or are even having. Let me just say that again. I believe one of our primary purposes in life is to help people who have the same struggles we had or are having. It's in doing this that we find ourselves fulfilling God's plan in powerful ways, being his very hands and feet, his eyes and ears, being the help that is on the way. In this world, we know bad guys and even bad gals will abound. People who want to do bad things and people who won't stop them. This is part of living in a sinful world. People can cause us stress, anxiety, mental, and even physical harm. But we must ask for and believe help is still on the way. God is watching the bad guys, but also sending the good guys. I still believe God can send people at just the right time to just the right place to help us out. If you have experienced this, you know it's true. And you can rejoice in it. Let those times and people give you comfort and hope for the future. But we can't stop there. Because you just might be the help God is wanting to send. Is there a situation you can lend a hand or an encouraging word to? Will you do it? Remember Shaniqua. All she did was give us an encouraging word, but it helped so much. And it kept us going. How can God use you this week? Maybe God wants you to be part of a team. Someone else who's taken the lead and they need your help. Will you join in? By the grace of God, you could be the help that is on the way. Perhaps even today, let us pray. Oh Lord, I just pray 
that if someone out there listening now is stuck in the mud, Lord, give them the faith, give them the patience to believe that help is on the way and that you will send it to them in your good time. But Lord, if someone is being prompted right now to be that help or to assist someone in helping, I pray that you would give them the courage and the strength to do what you are calling them to, just like Ebed-Melech and his 30 friends pulled out Jeremiah. Lord, we ask today, who do we need to help? Show us the way. Help us to be faithful. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, thank you so much for listening. And if you would like a Bible or someone to pray with, just reach out to me, Todd Martin, at Smithville Mennonite Church. You can call our office anytime at 330-669-3601, or you can contact me through our website. Again, it's Smithville Mennonite Church. You can just Google it and you'll find it. Now you need to know that this is our last week that we are taking pledges for raising funds to continue this radio broadcast. I will let you know next Sunday if we hit our goal of $6,500 to stay on 104.5 WQKT for another six months. So if these messages have been meaningful, please let me know. And if God is prompting you to pledge support, now is the time to do it. To finish our time today, I'd like you to play the title song, by Toby Mack called Help is on the Way. It's one of my favorites, and I hope it's a blessing to you that you'll sing all week long, knowing that indeed God's help is always on the way. God bless you, and amen. Maybe midnight or midday, never early, never late. He gon' stand by what he claimed Lived enough life to say I heard your heart I see your pain Out in the dark Out in the rain You're so alone You're so afraid I heard you pray In Jesus' name It may be midnight or midday It's never early Just like